The new regulations of religious affairs law that went into effect in China last February has led to a widespread crackdown on Christians throughout the country. Although churches in China have a long history of standing up under persecution, even growing and expanding while suffering fierce oppression, our brothers and sisters need encouragement, help, and hope. Churches have been closed down or torn down. House churches have been raided and pastors and church members have been arrested, interrogated, and imprisoned. The voice of the martyrs continues to stand with our brothers and sisters in China, providing help for those affected by this new wave of persecution and strengthening the church with Bibles and other ministry tools. Your generous gift will remind these precious saints that they are not forgotten and the wider body of Christ is standing with them. For more information, go to persecution.com. And when you do and when you donate, tell them you heard about them on Rebel Parenting. God bless, Rebels. Welcome to Oh, The Stories We Will Tell, hosted by best-selling authors and speakers, Ryan and Laura Dobson. We're pulling back the curtains to give you a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, honest look at our life together, from day one up to today. Everything. We'll tell the stories of all the laughter, tears, triumphs, and failures that helped make us who we are. Here we go. So let's join the Atomic Mum and the Disruptor, Ryan and Laura Dobson. For this episode of Oh, The Stories We Will Tell. Hey. Hi, everybody. We're live. Oh, The Stories We Will Tell. <laughs> episode nine. So if you're listening, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, what's wrong with you? Come on now. How dare you? Subscribe. Subscribe to that podcast. Oh, The Stories We Will Tell. They're getting better and better. Yeah. So <laughs> this one shouldn't be a cry fest like last time. Hopefully. Hopefully. <sighs> we'll see. Yep. Uh, recap, um, we had the funeral in California and we left to go home and Laura decided to drive with me 29 and a half hours. I peed every hour. Every hour? Are you kidding? You wish every hour. Maybe every two hours. Yeah, like every 40 minutes. I have a small bladder. I have TB. Tiny bladder. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what's so funny? So you know how like iPhones save all your photos forever? And I've saved every photo. We have hundreds of thousands of photos. Laura's a photographer, so we have a billion photos anyway. But I have a grip of photos of you peeing on the side of the road. Because yes, he does. Because I thought it was so fun. We'd pull over all the time, and Laura would just get out and pee. Shot. And then I would take a picture, and then I would drive away a little bit, or I would honk the horn. And she'd be like, honey, stop. Oh, my goodness. That was his big joke. Yeah. It was not such a you, joke to me. The first time you did that was before we got married. In the parking lot of someone's apartment that you were going to go get your hair done oh, yeah. right before the wedding. Yeah. I totally remember that. <laughs> and I, I was like, I wait, what? I frog it. I am a frogger. Anyone who knows me, I frog it a lot. Uh, I was like, what are you doing? I don't so much anymore now in my 40s. I've grown up. I find a restroom. Yeah. Just so you all know. Sorry, that might be a little too personal. Whatever. I told you it was unfiltered. So if you don't like it, that's just how it is. This is super Oops. unfiltered. Um, yeah. But I remember that first time being like, what are you what 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 are you doing you're like i'm going to the bathroom I'm like we're, we're at someone's apartment you can just go there i have to go now what uh and then you just did it i think i took a picture of that night like okay yeah. if so you're gonna do that we have it all over the world we have it in tahiti we have it in australia we have it in yeah maui we have it in oahu we have it in santa rosa all michigan from he from colorado to california and back oh yeah Northern route, southern route, it doesn't matter. Lord okay, let's move on. Yeah, okay. So. Oh, the stories will tell. Um, Got back home. You know what? I remember getting back home and just being like, I didn't know what to do. 
I it was uh, it was the middle of June. We celebrated our first anniversary. Wow, that was nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't remember that much until Lincoln was born. Like so, Laura had a party. I remember us having a party and we invited a lot of our friends over for our anniversary. Really? Slipcuts came. Yeah. And anyway, we just had a party and it was in the backyard and it was just a group of small, intimate friends that That's we nice. that Ryan had known for many years and I was getting to know people. Mm. And the Partlows came and Don and the Sweats came. I know we're just telling people you guys don't know these people, but it was just the group of friends that we're still kind of group of friends today with. Yeah. Still. For sure. That are, are, you know, tried and Somewhere true. Somewhere over yesterday. Tried and true friends wow. that um, really just everything with us. came to our aid when we were in a time when we needed people. And I was thankful for that. And it was yeah. a fun party. And I remember I was really pregnant. I yeah, just remember yeah. being pretty round by that time. That's funny. For me, the pregnancy was just every second was fascinating. I could not get over it. Like every development, every growth, every class, uh-huh. everything. I was just like, this is the greatest thing ever. Like it was so amazing. I couldn't get over it. Laura yeah. was sick 24 hours a day if she wasn't on meds. And I mean, almost throwing up and nauseous 24 hours a day. Like yeah. not like, oh, I feel a little gross. I was writing a book. I, that was so funny. I was writing a book at the time and I was late on chapters and the guy I was writing with was getting on my case. And I was like, dude, Laura is sick all the time. And he was like, bro, it's just a little morning sickness. Get over it. Yeah. It I remember that. thinking, oh, you don't have any idea what we're going through. Like it was just puke fest 2000. I mean, yeah. like, uh, so sorry much. Sorry to say. Can I tell one story about it? Yeah. Okay. So I, Shirley came... Well, we had these guys come, and they were going to do a prank on Ryan. Oh, my goodness. The, you can look it up on YouTube. It's prank It's uh, prank 316. It was the fake. What was the What was the MTV show? It was with uh, Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher, and he used to do pranks on MTV. And so a Christian decided to do it, and, of course, they had to put 316 so in. So they, they called, called prank me 316. and said, hey, we want to prank your husband and do all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, great. And I'm So they start emailing and- her. And I see an email with the title, uh, future prank on your husband. And I was like, uh, excuse me. So I click on it and I read the whole chain and I was like, are you really like you read my emails? Really? No. I was like, you don't know me that well yet. If someone came to the house and did this, I might shoot someone like I'm not. So we, so we flipped it on them Oh and we yeah. had a guy, we had our DJ, who is your DJ Johnny, at the time? Johnny. Co-host. And co- his, his co-host at the time. Do we pulled real guns they on him? They pulled real guns on him and like scared Oh, no them. lie. Like full on Glock 45. Scared the AK, living. I had an AK-47 in my hands. It was awesome. We had a fake shooting in the house. And these guys, I felt, I, I feel a little bad because this was going to be like their big season finale prank. And they rented gear and they had, they had it all. They like, said there was like some poison in our yard and they were going to have to shut it down. And they brought a tractor and dogs and hazmat suits. Yeah. And then we pulled real guns on them and you could tell they got a little nervous. They got a little nervous. But anyway, to that story, That's I had to funny. leave in the middle of it and go to an OB appointment. And his mother, Shirley was picking me up to Cheers, go. Mom. Hi, hi, May May. Um, and I said, May May, you don't want me in your car without a cup or something because I'll get sick. And she's like, Oh no, it will be okay. I'm fine. Don't you'll you'll make it. And I'm like, 
Okay, I'm just telling you, right? <laughs> this is in her. Explorer. By the way, you should for sure listen if she says, "Hey, I think I'm gonna puke." Don't take it lightly. Yeah. So May May had this cup in her car. I saw it before I got in, and I'm like, "Well, she can dump that out. Whatever's in that cup, I don't know what it is." So yeah. So on the way to the OB appointment, I'm like, "May May, I need to. I need to. You. You need. I need help." So she's throwing it out the window, and I'm taking her cup of coffee or whatever it was, and, and I, don't, I can't it. even make it 15 minutes to an OB appointment without barfing. That's yeah. how bad it was. And then I'm sitting in the in the at the doctor's air, office. Yeah, doctor's office in the parking lot, sick as a dog, just oh, yeah. So it was uh, while I'm at home pulling guns on strangers. Yeah. So it was a fun pregnancy in a way, but not really. But he Poor used to Laura. talk to the baby all the time. The baby, our Lincoln, who's taller than me now. He need talk to the belly all the time, and he would kick him, and he would play with him, and dance around in my tummy. That was that was the I neatest talked experience. I talk to baby Lincoln. Yeah, and when we get to the Lucy one, it was a very very different experience. I will for sure be honest with you about that. But with Lincoln. I talked to him 24 hours a day. If I was on the road, I made her put the phone down and I would talk yep. to him. And he definitely responded all the time. All like, the time. He would put his foot out and you could see it. You could it. see his foot from my stomach. Oh, he was the greatest baby. It was it was cool. He greatest. was a little dancer in there. Poor, by the way, poor Laura. Laura comes from Newport Beach, California. And at that time, I was the only person in her extended family that even owned a gun, let alone... I had an AK-47s. I had I had an AR-15. Which I was a are shot. all legal. Those are all legal. I know. I'm just making sure people. Oh, I thought you know, said illegal. Some people don't know. I was a shotgunner. Uh, I didn't know. I did pistol competitions. Um, yeah, like I was. And he hunted and killed poor little animals. And now you love to eat them because they're delicious. And now I'm getting ready to hunt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Laura is like, you're going to what? And I'm like, just go to your appointment. It'll be hilarious. And, it, yeah, I think they were a little bit nervous. So if you look that one up on YouTube, uh, for sure it'll be standard def back in the day, prank 316. Sorry, guys. Try it again. It'll be worse this time. Um, <laughs> how funny. Yeah. We had a it. long talk about what I felt was appropriate and inappropriate to do behind our backs. Yeah. I, I was like, honey, I have a little bit of a potty mouth. <laughs> Sorry about those that heard the last program. Uh, I'm like, what would you have done if I just like flipped out and gone off on these guys? Just like, oh yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. So now I know no pranks or jokes or anything on my husband whatsoever. <laughs> Any of you. Yeah. yeah. Someone's going to be like, hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, okay. I don't remember when that happened, but uh, I do remember. So, then, so we, yeah, you had an epidural. We scheduled Lincoln. We scheduled Lincoln's birthday, and I got to choose the date. So I chose October 16th because that was a special day to me in my life. And I wanted that date. Um, I had a friend who had a birthday at that day. And so I chose it, and it was really close to Bella's birthday. <laughs> anyway, yep. random. Bella's so we get to the birthday doc we get, That was day. so great. We get to the hospital, and... Um, we go in and they do the epidural and Laura's like, oh my goodness, I can't feel my legs. It like, was fantastic. And then she was like, let's watch TV. So we were watching TV shows and then she wanted me to go get food for her. And then I got to say, I love my wife and I had not known her that long yet. I mean, just over, not quite two years. So about a year and a half. And 
apparently when you have an epidural and they want you to push, you can't always feel like what's going on. And it was so funny for the doctor to be like, push, ma'am, push. And then she'd be like making total push noises with her face going, and the nurse going, you're not pushing. And I wasn't. And then me just laughing. Like, I think they wanted me to help and be like, come on, hon. And I just thought it was funny the whole time. This is how sick Laura was. I couldn't tell what I was doing. I'm still sticking to my story, people. Yeah. Laura was getting sick. She was throwing up while giving birth. Like, they had to give her anti-nausea medication in an IV to stop her from throwing up while giving birth to Lincoln. Okay, and note to self, they gave me an anti-nausea that made me tired. Oh, so they yeah, gave yeah, me yeah. Phenagrin. They gave her Phenagrin. So which, here I am, like, almost falling asleep. And IV Phenagrin. IV Phenagrin, which hits you like that. And then they're telling me to push, and I'm sitting here. I remember telling the nurse, could you please just go away? I just need to take a nap. Yeah, she asked if she could take a nap can, in the middle of delivery can Lincoln. Can you just go away for a little bit? Let me take a nap. And you then, you and then come back, and then I'll be ready to push. I promise you. I promise you everything. I, I can't do oh, it right now. Oh, so funny. And I was negotiating with the nurse. And, and they then, weren't having anything to no, do with it. No, they weren't. They were like, nope, time Sorry. for the baby. I was so tired. It was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Lincoln was born. Oh, goodness. And I'm he probably... came out. I do remember him coming out, and and I they wanted me to hold him. and Laura did not want to hold him at the, that point. I didn't know what they looked like, even though I'd seen videos and I'd watched the videos and I've gone He was covered in goo and he was totally white. And, and I just didn't know that that's what they look like. And she, I remember Laura's like, <laughs> ah, like totally <laughs> screamed. Totally screamed. I didn't know if he was okay. And I was like, give me the baby. Yeah. I was just, I could. Oh, so until Lincoln was born, I've never known another human being I'm biologically related to. I'm adopted. And that visceral connection mm. with him was so, so strong. Mm. I was just, I was up in those nurses' grill. And I got to tell you, when they pull the baby out and they wash oh, him yeah. off, they're so rough. Like, they're flipping him over and he's going, ah! Like, he had, so, he's got my set of lungs in him for sure. He was flipping out and they're like rubbing him down and like all this stuff. And the first thing I was like, oh, I'm going to lay somebody out. Like, someone's getting knocked out right now. And then my brain was like, hey, they do this every day, all day. This is their job, their full-time job. They know what they're doing. He's stronger than you think. And I was like, no way. He is. He's stronger than I think. And they were, uh, they were weighing him, and I called my parents. Um, and he was like, ah, just straight out lungs, just freaking out. My parents were on a trip. They were in Nashville speaking at this event. They were flying back that night to meet Lincoln. And... Um, my, I think my dad picked up the phone. He was just about to go on stage. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was getting ready to go on stage. Getting ready. And I, I put Lincoln down, and he's screaming into the phone. And I can hear my dad going, who is this? What's going on? Who's crying? Who is this? What's happening? Like, he was like, what is this? And I'm like, Dad, this is your grandson. And he was like, what? What? Who's crying? And I'm like, your grandson. This is Lincoln. It's Lincoln, your grandson. And my mom is pawing the phone out of his hands. Who's crying? What's happening? What's going on? Like, I can hear my mom yelling at my dad, and my dad is confused. And all of a sudden, he starts going, I'm a grandpa. I'm a grandpa. Like, just starts yelling, I'm a grandpa. And my mom pulls the phone away, and she's like, who's crying? What is it? Oh, my goodness. It's Lincoln. Like, she was flipping out. And they, that's right. I called, and security answered. Yeah. And it was Joe. And he's like, your dad's walking on stage. I go, you better hand him the phone because he's going to want to hear this. And Joe could tell. He was like, oh, okay. 
and handed my dad the phone because they were literally walking on a on stage. On the stage to speak. And then Joe called. Joe told me later on, he walked out and just yelled into the microphone, I'm a grandpa! And the whole crowd's the whole like, crowd. ah! The whole crowd freaked out. That was rad. Yeah. I forgot so much of this. This is the best. I'm so glad we're doing this show. This makes me so happy. This and is one so of the Gottman marriage And so right home. Yeah, yeah. So, so they, Laura had the baby. Your dad was there. He didn't come in for the birth part, but he came out. He was there the whole day. Yeah, and yeah. He was helping take care of our dogs, our big dogs, and it was snowing oh, that that's day. That's right. It snowed on his on his on birthday. On October sixteenth. He took care of our big pups. Oh, remember that? The night we brought the day we brought Lincoln home, he started crying, and the dogs freaked. Uh, Burr was our coonhound. German Shepherd. Yeah. And Beanie was who knows what. And Burr starts baying, like full on, like, flipping out. And so, and Lincoln is screaming his head off like he did for seven months. So I bring him over to their crates, and they're in their crates just. Beanie is is going in circles, yipping, going, yip, 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 yip. And Burr is baying or braying, I forget what they call it, as loud as he possibly can. And I put Lincoln right down to the cage and he reached out and grabbed the cage. And I go, hey, 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 this is baby Lincoln. He is going to cry all the time. It is okay. It's okay. You have to protect him. You have to take care of him. Both dogs calmed down and then slept under his crib. Yeah. You know, never nipped. Never. I mean, they adored him from that second on. Yeah. 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 So your dad came. He was rad. I remember I got food at like Wingstop or Wild Wings and brought it over to you. And we watched TV all day. Your dad was so great. Yeah. He, he had really turned into out. super, super dad. Super dad. Thank yeah. you, dad. Yep, definitely. Um, and then my parents got off stage and ran straight to the airport and got on a plane and flew straight back. And from the airport, security drove them right to the hospital. Yep. And in their suits and clothes still. Oh my goodness, that was so funny. They were they were like so dressed to the till. dressed up, and I had been up for I don't know how long. Yeah, we were pretty tired by that time. And but uh, they got to hold baby Lincoln. I brought Lincoln out, and so I used to have big holes in my ears. Like I could put my pinkies through the holes in my ears. I have big plugs for all you parents that worry about your kids, whatever. Um, and my parents hate my earrings. Like they don't like my earrings today. But they hated my plugs. Wow, did they. And every time I saw them, I would see the look on their face and be like, Meh. they'd give that little sour look like. Meh. And then they'd try to get the over it. Face. It was. It was for sure. By the way, parents, your kids see that every time. That's not helpful. I love my mom and dad. And uh, I remember walking out and it's the first time they didn't give me that look. I had Lincoln in my arms and they were just like, oh, my goodness. Because here's the truth. I was married before Laura, and uh, I went through a gnarled divorce, and my parents just didn't think they'd ever be grandparents. And, like, they they were so They stoked. just cried and cried and smiled and cried and smiled. And I'm My name is James Ryan. My dad is James Clayton. His dad is James Clayton. I don't know how far it goes back, but it's at least three of us have James in our first name. And we didn't name Lincoln James, and I didn't think my parents... I didn't know they thought I was going to name him James. Like right. it just never occurred to me to continue it. I didn't, I just never occurred to me. And we named him Lincoln Cash after Johnny Cash. Not after Abraham Lincoln. We just like the name Lincoln. But we named him Cash after Johnny Cash for sure. I chose Lincoln because Lincoln means quiet leader. Yeah, yeah. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, you're smart. That's a good one. 
And then we went and saw Walk the Line, and I cried my head off the whole time. <laughs> I'm such a baby. Oh, yeah. I remember in the parking lot just being so touched by that movie and how impressed I was with Joaquin Phoenix and that he sang in it. And um, What's her name? It's not Kristen Bell, is it? No. Reese Witherspoon Reese, sang yeah. the June... June Carter part. And Laura was like, Cash would be a good name. And I was like, oh my gosh, Cash would be such a great name. And Laura goes, well, would you like Lincoln's middle name to be Cash? And I think I even got on one knee. I think I was just like, would you marry me again? <laughs> like, I was like, what? You're the best. <laughs> so all that to say, my parents were kind of upset uh, that I, we named him Lincoln Cash and not James something. James uh, Lincoln? I don't know. Um, but I will say... Right after Lincoln was born, Larry King was still on the air, and my dad was on the Larry King show. Like, I'd been to Larry King's show with him. I'd been there with him and my mom a couple times. Like, Larry is super, super great. And he was searching for faith, and he would always, all no matter what my dad came on to talk about, he would ask him about faith. He would ask him about religion. He would ask him about heaven and hell. He would ask him about mm. death every time. And he was going on Larry King, and I got the notice like, oh, turn the TV on. You know, you got to watch your dad. And I turned it on. And Larry's like, doctor, it's so good to see you here. Uh, I hear you're a grandfather. And he goes, I am. And he goes, uh, you've, got a, you've got a grandbaby boy, don't you? And he goes, I do. And he goes, what's his name? And it was the very first time I heard my dad give Lincoln's full name. And he said, his name is Lincoln Cash Dobson. Mm. And there he goes. Wow, that's a powerful name. It was like that, or he said it was a strong name. One of the two, my dad goes, it is. And I was so proud, and I was so touched that the first time he ever said Lincoln's full name, he did it to the entire world. Yeah. That meant a lot to me. Yeah. Yeah, and then we got a plethora, because he was the first... <laughs> Um, <gasps> grandchild of Dr. Oh, Dobson. Oh, you remember that. That's right. I forgot this That too. I have a book. I have two books that are about this size of notes and letters and prayers. I've kept them. Yeah. Sent from all over the world. Oh, he was world. still focused on the family. It's before the split. Yeah. That's before so, Focus kicked my dad out. So. Um, we'll get to that too. Later, later, later. So anyway, it was fantastic. Like I have like blankets with his name, like yeah, handmade yeah. everything. And we got outfits. I mean, because people like they called him the crown prince. That's what Jim Paul used to call him, the crown prince, because he was the crown prince of the Dobson family. And so that brought in poor kid, poor, poor son. That brought in so many wonderful gifts from people. I mean, we got collections of books on Abraham Lincoln. We oh, got, yeah. We got, oh, yeah. We got time life commemorative plates. With we got so much. Lincoln, we got President, President Lincoln. yeah, teacups and with Lincoln on them, and we, yeah, it was a just little sterling silver Lincoln cup, cup. like a mini cup. And mm. oh. Pam and Steve gave us the little, the little Tiffany rattle. Yep. Yeah, and a little tiny bracelet. Yep. Oh man, I still have the bracelet. I we have the rattle too. Yeah, it it really was. It, it was an outflowing of like just. Oh, and the was, sickness immediately was stopped. Lot. Laura wasn't sick one time after that. Nope. You know, Except I did get sick. Remember, I had a stomach pain for in my stomach, oh. and they thought I had. <gasps> remember, we we'll get to that it. in a second. Ooh, okay. But having had such a rough pregnancy and losing Laura's mom and going through literally the valley of the shadow of death, yeah, and just not knowing, not being so bewildered, and having no clue 
of how to handle life, like no clue of what we were going to do to have the birth be what it was. Oh my goodness. I just forgot. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, so here's people- the truth. Laura was in a great deal of pain after pregnancy, but we hadn't had a kid before. Maybe that's just how it is. And Laura has a high pain threshold, but she was constantly complaining about being in pain constantly. And we'd been I the had doctor. stomach pain. She was in the, we went to the doctor a bunch of times and they couldn't figure out what was wrong. They could not figure it out. And in the meantime, um, remember and I had swelling and in mm-hmm. the meantime, we had family coming to visit. We had, and this Pam was right and Steve. after they left. No, Pam and Steve were still here that day and we had a meeting up at focus for something. And I was supposed to be at the meeting and I went to the meeting and I was bloated. I mean, my, my legs were huge. Everything just wasn't right. And someone said to me, you don't look good. I'm like, I don't feel good. This, I, something's wrong. Yeah. And we'd already gone. They said, oh, you have a bladder infection. That was the first thing. I'm like, okay, I got they a They gave him meds infection. for bladder infection. And that then the work. next time I go back, oh, you have a urinary tract infection. Oh, okay. And then the next time I go back, it turned into a kidney infection. Okay. I have a kidney infection now. Yeah. Remember it was the three, I went three times. And then the fourth time I went back, they're like, we'll let's do, a- do an ultrasound or let's do a ultrasound or whatever. Like where they put you in the tube. They put you in the tube. It wasn't an MRI, but they put her in a tube in to the do the tube. scan. The CT and scan. So here's my experience. I take her to the doctor and they take her back and they're going to do a scan of the whole body. And I'm sitting in the little waiting room area. And it has those hospital double doors, like every hospital show you've seen. And exactly like a scene from a movie, those doors burst open and they're pushing a gurney and Laura's on it. And the doctor goes, who's the husband? And I was like, it's me. And he goes, he goes, follow us. And they're running down the hallway and he turns to me and says, your wife has a massive blood clot. If it breaks free, you're going to lose her. Yeah, we have to do surgery right now, and they went into a door, and they wouldn't let me in. Well, I just remember having to sign something if I was going to die. I do remember that. Yeah, that and was gnarly. You know what my first thought was? I like, just... you, you can remember things that you that. I remember thinking, I was thirty five. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Going to be a single. I remember thinking, am I going to be a Single dad, divorcee, widow. Yeah. Really? Really? Like, this is my life? I'm going to be a single dad, divorcee, widow at 35. So I had a six and a half inch ovarian blood clot in my right ovarian vein. That if it were to break in either direction, I would have died instantly. (sighs) That's how we started. Well, I mean, gosh. And it was the day before October. The day before, day before Halloween. Yeah. And so then they put you in, anyone who's had a blood clot knows, they put you in those machines that just pump you. So you just sit there and pump, and they're like, just try to relax. And you're like, yeah. It squeezes your whole okay. body. It goes, <laughs> 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 All oh, night long. so horrible. They, so they put her on massive blood thinners, yeah. which instantly transferred to Lincoln. He started bleeding as a, as as a, a baby. 10-day-old infant. And then they were like, oh, you're going to have to start bottle feeding right away. So, boop, took it away Which instantly. Which traumatizing for me. Um, and then I have to learn how to feed a kid that does not want formula. He wants mommy. From the get-go. And then I tried to stay in the hotel with you, the hospital with you in that, in that chair bed. chair bed. And he that- would scream. That's when he turned colic. He was okay for like 10 days. The blood clot hit. We're in the hospital. And he never stopped screaming. He started screaming in the hospital. 
he would wake up screaming. He would eat screaming. He would get hungry screaming. He would go to sleep screaming. And I stayed one night. You have double IVs in both arms. Yeah, I can't really move. They're trying to tell you to hold your baby, and you can't do this with IVs in your arms. Right. They weren't even doing hand ones, so you could. And I'm in that dumb chair, and I'm trying and to have Lincoln in the crying. bassinet next to me, and he's screaming. And I've lost all the sleep in the world now. I've like three, four days, no sleep. And uh, we, I had him at home the very next night. Like, that was it. We were and home. And I stayed at the hospital. Boy, that was gnarls, right? That was I forgot about all that. That was crazy. That was intense. Yeah, they got it down. I well, I was on Coumadin and I was on blood thinners for seven months. I had to go to the doctor one Boy, twice a, twice so a week. So long to the oncologist, and they would take the blood pressure blood test, whatever. Down, I, I, forgot, oh, I don't so even know what it's called. So they put her on. What blood? Yes, yeah, so they have her on uh, Coumadin, Coumadin, which was not working well, and it was all over they the map. They couldn't get my levels right. Every so. time we test it, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. And they keep telling us that she could die because of it. And I'm like, then you're the dog. I don't want to. I don't want to have new. my potty mouth on this show. I was like, then fix this. Like, this is your job. This yeah. is your job. Like, you fix it. Like, we're doing what you say. Well, is she eating spinach? What? What no. are you talking about? Uh, oh, I was so mad. They I was so mad. I had oh, Punk was the show. That was the show. Oh. Um, so then they put her on Levinox, right? Yeah. Well, so then they switched me to Levinox to the shot where you had to give yourself a shot. I gave you the shots. He gave me the shots. Other people gave me the Poor shots. Poor baby. She was so sad because like you give her a shots. blood thinner shot in her stomach and then it would make these massive black bruises. I still have a bruise from one of them. No, you don't. Yes, I do. I will look at that later. Kind of. I remember she was like, I look like I'm a chunky. And I was like, no, you don't. And then she held her shirt up and I was like, oh, gosh, you kind of do. Like, yeah, because I the, the shots What do you all say? Over. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you so say? So we did that for seven months and I just kept getting um, CT scans and it went yep. away. It, it dissolved. dissolved. It went away. I was <sighs> healed and tons yeah, of prayer. Halloween. I mean, having half the country pray for you, I think I uh, helped a lot too. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. So Laura's sister came out, Pam, who had, how many kids did they have at the time? Five? Five. Four. Five. Had they adopted already? Caden. They had Caden. Oh, Kaden of course then. he does. Yeah. yeah. And Pam and Steve were for sure my role models as parents. Like still are for me. They were every, yeah, they're the best. They're Amazing. every single thing I looked for in a parent. They loved each other. They openly loved each other. They were great parents with their kids. They like ever. Oh my gosh, they're and not the kind of parents that make you feel bad. The kind of parents that inspire you to be good in yourself. Yeah. And Lincoln was sleeping in a bassinet in our bedroom because I was by myself for like four days while Laura was in the hospital. And then Laura came home and he was still there and he would make any noise and I would instantly be awake, instantly awake every second. And I was not sleeping on. And so Pam came. I don't think she stayed with us, but she was like, what are you doing? He has a room. It's close enough. We're putting him in his room. Like she was like, took over, took cleaned over. our house, brought her kids, held she, the baby. She made the, the baby room like how it should be. Like my baby room, I don't, I didn't know what I was doing. So I just put kind of stuff everywhere. And she was and like. she made the nursery, the nursery. Yep. So where it's all easy. The chair here and the, the wipes here, here. The wipes here, the diapers the there. Here, everything and diapers was just here, so organized crib and here, simple. And it was awesome. She, and, and I tell you what, it's true. 
you do wake up when you hear him, and he cries loud, loud enough to hear him down the hallway, and it was totally fine. Um, and then this is that we were so, oh, all you little couples, we tried to do the when he wakes up, you get up, and the next time he wakes up, I'll get up, and the next time he wakes up, you get up, yeah, the next time he wakes up, I'll get up, and that lasted like I don't know, like three days of fighting all night long. That like it's you, work. it's not you, it's me, it's, it's you, your it's turn. you, it's your turn the whole time. So I was a full-time speaker. I worked on the road. I didn't work at home. I had a podcast, but it wasn't, it didn't pay bills until now. Um, and so very quickly. We shifted gears. Shifted gears. And I stayed up from 7 o'clock at night until 5.30 in the morning. Right. Every night. And then I did. For seven months. <laughs> then I did the shift 5.30 to 7. Well, I would get up around noon and then we would yeah. we would help each other. Uh, and this is, by the way, this is the only time in your adult life, because people would be like, what do you do? I'm like, I play video games. They go, oh, that's great. Awesome. It's the only time as a 35-year-old adult where people ask you what you do all night long and you, I play video games all night long. And they go, oh, that's great. Like, I got so much praise for playing video games. I had the Xbox and Lincoln was in. So the, only, the three ways that he would sleep. He would sleep in the vibrating hoop chair. Yeah. You know, little, the hoop, and then it goes, me. He would sleep in the hoop chair. He would sleep in his crib with a canister vacuum next to his crib on full blast. Loud as can be. For sure as loud as you can be like, I can't even make it that so loud. You can't make it that loud. It hurt your ears. It was so loud. You would turn that on, he would be like, out. Or driving in the car. Those were the three places he would sleep. Yeah, and then we would get, like, people, I would go on the road and speak, and I would talk about him in the vibrating hoop chair, and I got so, I'm so glad there was no social media then. I got so much hate, like, well, that's going to cause sleep problems, you and blah, 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 blah. shouldn't let him sleep in that. Shouldn't let him sleep in that, and you got to teach him to sleep, da, da, da. And I go, listen, he's not going to need a vibrating bed when he's 16, you dummies. He's but- 12, and he sleeps great up in his bed and doesn't wake up ever. He didn't sleep the night regularly till he was five, though. Neither yeah. did Lucy. Neither. Neither of our kids were good sleepers. And who cares? I don't care what you say. I'll do whatever I want with my kid. You have your own kids. Do what you want. And then when I would say he was colicky, I would have notes slipped to me like, I have the colic here. I'm ornery. I don't. Hi, ornery. Yeah. I would get all these little notes slipped to me of colic cures. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. people are crazy. Oh, my. We got you some are really insane cool. if you think I'm going to feed my kid. So I got one that said I should cut an onion in half yep. and boil it in water and strain it into his bottle and feed him onion juice. Onion water. Yeah. That was the funniest. No. Note, um, note to self. Yeah. Onion that one. And then, and then the other one I got was crush up peppermint candies in water and boil that and strain that and feed him straight sugar water. And I was like, what? Like, listen, I'm not smart. And then but- I got I got some from the older ladies of like, well, have you tried have you tried any like bourbon or any, Oh yeah, bourbon on the gums? Or, or bourbon on his gums or any rum or any and I was like yeah, uh, hard you, alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna serve my we got child onion ju- alcohol. Onion juice, sugar water, hard alcohol, like liquor. I'm oh, not going to wow. liquor up my baby. And we tried everything. We tried like $40 formula. I mean, we tried. Yeah, the, go- uh, the formula with gold in it, basically. The gold, the gold label formula. We called it the, yeah. Here's the truth. I it had passed. an intest. I had an intestinal autoimmune disorder called ulcerative colitis. He was preemie. He was little. Uh, and his intestines weren't formed yet. He got, he screamed because he was hungry and he'd scream and he'd eat because it hurt. It's just how it was. And you think I can't. 
I couldn't like I remember being on an airplane going to a trip one time and I got into a fight with the guy next to me over the armrest. Uh, like I sit down and move your arm. He's sitting like this, like not like this arm in my chair for sure. And so I had been reading be a fight. I'd been reading Esquire magazine and it's like if someone's hogging the armrest, here's how you get rid of it. You lean your seat back. It'll create a little space. Put your elbow in there. Lean your seat forward and move it. The pressure men don't like to touch each other's arms and uh, and he'll move his arm. And he didn't. He just pressed harder against mine. And so me, being sleep-deprived, I pressed harder against his. And I'm white-knuckling this one while I'm just forcing his arm. And finally, he's like, you're pressing on my arm too hard. And I go, dude, you are halfway into my seat. And he goes, too bad. It's because I'm fat. And I look over. I'm like, my man, you are not that fat. Like, he, he was, like, chubby. He wasn't fat. It wasn't like Kevin Smith on a Southwest airline. And I can say that because Kevin Smith has now dropped to below 200. He looks amazing. Way to go, Kevin Smith, to be there for your kids and family. But, like, for sure got into a fight. For sure got into a fight over that one. Sleep deprived. I didn't fight with anybody. Except him. <laughs> you know, I don't think we fought that much when we he was didn't. a baby. No. Really? We didn't. Our friend Jean, your maid of honor, came out, and you, and one of your great friends, Heather, came out. Okay, I'm going to finish this with this story. Yeah, because it's a funny one. Because the and next time, we'll, we'll talk about meeting Kay for the first time. Okay. Uh, but um, Laura's dad had left, and Claudia wasn't there. Because Claudia, we'll tell about Claudia next time, too. Claudia's our nanny, and she wasn't there that Laura's dad provided for us. Because Jean and Heather came out, and they're both young, and they're both beautiful, and they're both blonde with blue eyes. And Laura is super hot with blonde hair and blue eyes. Well, thank you. And I was still staying up all night, and then I would go to sleep at 5.30 in the morning, and then Jean and Heather and Laura would take over with the baby, and they were there for like a week. And one day, it was like, I don't know, like 9 in the morning, 10, when I was for sure asleep, the cable guy comes to install cable. Um, oh, yeah, I got into a fight with our cable company over a pay-per-view, and so I switched cable companies. <laughs> but that was way after. Oh, it was? Yeah. Oh, you're smart. You have a good memory. Either way, the cable guy shows up, and Laura's like, honey, you got to come out. The cable yeah, guy's here. Yeah, because I don't mess. If it's cable stuff and TV stuff and Computer anything stuff, to do anything with electronics, tech, this me. guy. <laughs> I know what I want. And he likes what he wants. Yeah. So cable guy shows, and I come out in my shorts. I don't think I had a shirt on. I come out in my shorts, and he comes. He's like, hey, man. I was like, hey. He's like, where do you want to install the cable? Blah, 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 blah. And so I'm showing him, and Laura is in a bathrobe. Gene is in a bathrobe and Heather is in a bathrobe. And all of a sudden, this guy gets this look on, a, on his face. He cannot figure out what's going on because there's me, a 35-year-old guy, and three really pretty blonde women in the house with me and no one else. And there's not like a group of cars. It's not like there's a whole bunch of people over. And he's about to leave and it dawns on me, you think I'm a polygamist. You think... I've got sister wives here. Because we're passing around the baby. They're passing the baby around. And everyone's feeding the baby. And then it's like someone's trying to cook and asking Ryan if they want any food. It's like because we had to wake him up early and we're feeling like yep. we're having to cater to him because we woke him up early from his time. It was, it was so, so funny. funny. And was, I couldn't bring myself good, to explain what was going on because I was, was too tired. I just didn't care. And that dude left like, that's how the Dobsons are. Whoa. It was, yeah. that was a good time. That was funny. That was funny. What up cable guy? Hope you're living well. 
I didn't cry <gasps> this time. Not one time. You got teary-eyed. I did. I always do. Well, thank you for listening to Definitely. the stories we'll tell. We appreciate you all, and Merry, Merry Christmas. And yeah. God bless you, and we hope you are uh, surrounded by family and friends, and we love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you, guys. Love you. Oh, the Stories We Will Tell is produced by Rebel Parenting. And when you need a little help with your marriage or parenting, and everyone does, you can find it at rebelparenting.org. Sign up for the Rebel Parenting Update by texting the word REBEL to 444-999. That's R-E-B-E-L. And the number is 444-999. God bless. We'll see you next time for another episode of Oh, the Stories We Will Tell. Oh, the Stories We Will Tell.